Straight Force Racing fans, welcome back to the newest, the hottest, the coolest, the insert adjective of your choice hereist Sim Horse Racing Podcast. This is the morning line where we forget about the real world and talk about fake horses instead, because screw that. Are we qualified to do this? No, but we're going to do it anyway. And I have not used that line in a while. I've been forgetting. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Are you? Yeah. Thank yeah, you. I am. How are you, Mira? I am good. How are you, Nini? I am good. Well, that's good to know. That's good. <laughs> good that we're both good. We also didn't introduce ourselves, but that'll riveting, be the Riveting podcast already. So riveting. We're so... Everyone just loves to hear us talk about literally nothing. Um, <clears throat> I keep on clearing my throat, but here we are. I just had a spicy salad before this, everyone. That's why I keep clearing my throat. Lovely. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <clears throat> yes, thank you. Well, today we're looking at the chimbo, I guess. So that's cool. Chimbo. Like, I look at the chimbo and I think a lot, like, this makes, I feel like if I owned uh, turf sprinting stuff, I used to. I wish I kept up with that. Uh, Like, does this not, okay, it doesn't nullify the Stewart's Cup because obviously the Stewart's Cup is always going to be extremely prestigious because it's the Stewart's Cup. But this is a $5 million turf sprint race, just as casually. as a prep, not really a prep because it's its own race, but it could serve as a prep for the Stewart's Cup, you know? It used to be, I want to say, um, so even though this race has only been around for like seven years or something like that, maybe less than that, that um, before first class shipping came in, you weren't seeing a lot of Chimbo winners go to the Stewart's Cup, probably because the ship was a little bit too challenging, even though it is three weeks out, but like, you know, but now you're, you're yeah, seeing, yeah. you're seeing horses come over all the time and like this is a major prep for it now but uh isn't the arc no i think the arc got the purse cut because that's the only other thing i can think of that's this high of a purse yeah, this the late arc, in the year this uh yeah joins what, what race is this in this is the everest right i want to yes. say the everest yeah so i think the everest is like 13 million or something like that oh yeah it's something ridiculous it's definitely definitely uh eight figures i want to say yeah, it's fifteen million dollars in twenty twenty. Crazy. That's that's a lot of money in twenty twenty too. When most purses were getting cut. Shout out to Classique Legend, the last winner of the Everest. Good job. I don't know who that is because and neither I do I. I, I don't do I. follow uh, Australian racing. Anymore I'm looking since at the... Wings retired. I'm really bad about that. <laughs> I'm looking at the Wikipedia page. That's the only reason I know. He's a gelding. Good for him. You see a lot of geldings in Australian racing. That's why I always respected. You see them a lot more. You love to see it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we have a, a sweet field of 10 here. They're all good. A uh, good amount of them come back uh, from last year. And we also have some new faces, Some uh, a pair of three-year-olds going to try and take on older horses. So shall we just get right into it? Yes, let's go. Okay, I keep having to mute myself and clear my throat aggressively. But here we go. The first up in here is Otto Holland. This is a really nice one. Pete Vela, bred by the steward. He's by Thunder Horse, who's probably the best uh, turf sprinter of all time, out of a Time Lord mare. He is super hot. He has only finished second, or rather, only I need I need to toast redact that and start again. <laughs> he is seven for eleven lifetime. His worst performance being a second place finish in four starts uh, in his eleven race career. Three of those were to Dash, another horse in this race. And one of them was to a horse named Monday Royale, who is not here. think that one was just a little bit, maybe he was having a bit of an off day. 
This is last year's winner of the Stewart's Cup Turf Dash. He also won the Silver Slipper that year as well. Uh, was second in the the White Diamond Stakes in the Instruments Juvenile. This is an exceptional horse. I think he's dangerous. I think Pete's prepped him perfectly. Coming in here off of some easy, um, uh, uh, what's the word for three? Not a do, not a uh, shoot. I'm so bad. Not a quartet. But what's the other one? Triple. Triple. Is that it? Trio. Uh, three. A tr- that's the word. Thank you. <laughs> that's the word. That's why you keep me around. Thank you. I do. It's funny. They told me reading and comprehension was my best skill in school and like language and stuff. But that's not reading <laughs> comprehension, but that's okay. <laughs> recall. Is it not? I don't know. Vocabulary. Vocab. Yeah. Vocab, I, whatever. And you, a trio of really uh, nice, easy preps in there off of a 90, 91, 90. Uh, this guy knows how to go fast. He went fast in the Stewart's Cup Turf Dash with a 96. He is a major win contender to me. He is super good and super cool. I like him a lot. Me too. Okay, next up we have Dash for Rochelle. Oh, geez, Rochelle's a hot seat um, by many nights out of a Fez mare. Wonder who who uh, campaigned Fez. Um, what a guy! <laughs> old guy now. I know. I'm like waiting for that one day in my uh, dreading rather that day. I'm gonna get a death notification about Fez. I'm gonna be very upset. But he's still alive and kicking. He's 20, so it's fine. Yes, this guy started off like super hot. One. I think, yeah, he debuted in a stakes race, won that by four lengths, um, and then just cleaned up, was a multiple graded grade one stakes winner by the time uh, he had made four starts, at which point Otto, Otto Holland, is that how we say that? Otto Holland, yeah. Otto Holland, Otto Holland, I don't know, one of something like yeah, that. Yeah, okay. He turned the tables and was beat da- Dash a neck in the Silver Slipper and then a nose in the Stewards Cup Turf Dash. Um, he's since uh, been splitting his time between South Africa and Australia, and he won the guitar stakes, the grade one guitar stakes in his last start. So that one is a very popular prep, I know, for the Chimbo. And uh, yeah, he's probably going to be a favorite in this race, I would imagine, just based on that form, has never finished worse than second. Um, and he's finished second to... Uh, Dash or bleh, he is Dash to Otta Holland <laughs> twice. <laughs> he is Dash. He is, and he finished behind Silent Movie Hero, who is also just insane. Who we'll cover later. Who's an older horse? Um, yes. Yeah, he's he hasn't been beaten more than I think just around two lengths has been his total margin where he's finished behind a horse. So like that's pretty good considering he's it's. 10 starts and only three losses. Yeah, he's really excellent. It'll be fun to see him renew the rivalry with Otto Holland in this race. Mm-hmm. Fun stuff. Next up here, we have Dwight Howard. This is one for the degenerate Andrew Davidson, bred by Pete Vela. He's by the Black Glove out of an Aero Velocity mare, Maya Moore. And as I was looking at that, I thought the mare's name was Mediocrity because I was reading those two too close together. Uh, but the dam has been anything but mediocre since she fold this guy. Uh, this guy is coming off of four straight victories. He won an allowance and then a, a trio. That's the word. A trio of grade threes to prep for here. Uh, I'm sure Andrew knows that he's aiming really high here. I'm sure he's aware of it. But anything can happen. At first glance, wouldn't think he would be a, a major contender with some of the others in here. But that's why you run the race. Yeah, if they ran it on paper, it would be boring. Um, next, we'll just... Keep moving along. Next, we have I Am Inevitable for Danny Derby, Steward Bread. 
I don't know what the tag on that is. For some reason, it's not showing up in the past performances. Five million, just over five million. Okay, yeah, so that's pretty good. Uh, Gunmetal Gray out of a Time Lord Mare. And this guy, I think Danny had like way higher hopes for him. Not to say he's a bad horse, but like he looked so unbeatable coming into the Chimbo last year, basically. I think he only lost once, I want to say. And then uh, he. I think I want to say Bloody Rose was an upset. Maybe she wasn't. Um, she's a little more under the radar, but he was second. Then he was fourth in the Stewards Cup Turf Sprint, which I don't think Danny was happy about. Third in the Pegasus Dash. Then he finally gets back on track, wins in both Saudi and in the desert, and recently has been running into Juxtapose, who's in this race, uh, which uh, has handed him two straight losses. One is a third place in the Instant Millions Grade One. And another one is a grade two in Austria in Australia in his last start three weeks ago, and he put up a ninety-eight. Um, who is that horse that really liked the one hole? Was that thermodynamic? I think so, question mark. Yeah, okay, so this this horse is a multiple grade one winner out of the one hole. <laughs> but then oh, his worst performance that. ever was in was out of the one hole. So maybe I don't know. Like he doesn't have he, he's not what you would consider to be, like, a speed horse. Like, he sits about mid-pack, maybe a little bit further back. Yeah, he's... But he's definitely cool. I don't, He's coming into this race a little more under the radar than he was last year, because I don't think he'll go off as the favorite. But obviously one of the top older horses for turf sprint, for sure. We can call him an under-the-radar horse when he won in the desert and in uh, the Saudi turf sprint. But, you know, when you lose two straight races to the same horse, that kind of not so great. Not a great look. I think those were the first times he faced Juxtapose in his career. Speaking of Juxtapose, she is up next. She is a wonderful five-year-old mare by Lord Black out of the fantastic mare Rogue. I was a huge fan of that mare while she was racing. She is just excellent. And uh, the legacy lives on in Juxtapose. Juxtapose coming in off of four straight victories, three of them grade ones. Before that, she did finish uh, a well-beaten fifth, I would say, in the Stewart's Cup Fillion Mare Turf Sprint. Uh, she's been very consistent throughout her whole career. This is a Stewart's Cup Philly Turf Dash winner. Rarely uh, doesn't perform well. Her worst finish was fifth in the Stewart's Cup last she year. She got a really rough trip in that race. She did. Like You just, you just read the running line and like three of those are knocks like you know how the running oh, line's man. broken up into four three of them are knocks against her she came out of post position 10 in that race and somehow ended up on the rail yeah man poor girl the jockey was not fired after that though <laughs> <laughs> anyway juxtapose coming in here hot how do her. you get a horse from sorry i'm going off on a tangent go, here go off this is the Philly Meritor Sprint is a five furlong race. How do you have a jockey clear the entire field as a closer? <laughs> well, I guess he, she's probably tucked in behind, but like, oh, still, yeah, like, this is crazy. <laughs> you don't. It's not like it's a two turn. That jockey race would be having a, where, yeah. where they're slowing down on the second turn, and that's why you can kind of sneak through on the rail because they're going backwards. But in a sprint, everybody keeps going forward. Everybody's balls to the wall in this race. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to decide if I cut that or not. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. My old language warning at the beginning of this one. Not really. No. Just a little no bit. Chance. Just disclaimer, uh, though. But yeah, that's juxtaposed. 
<laughs> She's super cool. Hasn't lost this year. Okay, uh, next we're going to go on to another filly. I always feel like this race draws a lot of fillies, which, um, like, more so than the Pegasus or something like that. Yeah, because five, you know five million yeah, dollars, I was say, that's it's why. the purse, yeah. So, um, next up is Monday Moon, homebred for Doug Cuomo, and she comes in off a seventh place finish in the grade one Little Miss Moon Stakes. She was also seventh in both the Stewards Cup and the Pegasus Dash earlier this year. Her only wins this year were in two listed stakes. She put up 91s. She's She likes to run with the best of them. She just she kind of ends up being an also-ran. So I think that she'll be a little bit, you know, kind of like Andrew's horse, aiming very high. Um, but I bet she's one of the long shots. But hey, $5 million? Why not give it a try? Yeah, and this race has been not? favoring long shots in the... In the past couple of years. Did protagonist story win this race as a big long shot? I think so. Yeah. That's the one. All right. It will. We can say all of these things, but in the end, who knows? Speaking of another who knows horse. Uh, we I have can't believe he's putting this thing here. <laughs> I can. Uh, this is a horse for Dylan Christensen, our former co-host. Uh, this is Patriot's Anthem. He is by Time Lord out of the Does It Need Saying Mare Wind Symbol. This is a six-year-old gelding who's seven for 30 lifetime. Six second-place finishes, eight third-place finishes. You know, pretty good as a on-the-board percentage. Uh, earnings of $237,000. Has not won since uh, a gelding World Cup race last year. The Link Stakes uh, did finish fifth beating one horse, beat Wait for Daylight in the Desert Turf Sprint, so there's there's that as a, a good sign. Was second behind Guardian of Fate in a week nine listed stakes, and most recently has finished third in a grade three behind Silent Movie Hero, who is also here. But yeah, another one of those uh, long shot types, Dylan aiming high here. I Mostly I think he's just kind of here for um, for funsies, but Maybe also feels that he could sneak up and get a little piece of it. You know how these big races go sometimes. If protagonist story came in here off of a third to Dirk Proven and finishing well beaten behind Hernan Cortez, then anything's possible. Can you believe it? I can. Okay, we're going to move on. I don't think anybody is going to get where that's from. I have no idea what you're talking about. That's cool. You can stay that way. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I... <sighs> His horse <laughs> makes me laugh every time Patriots Anthem. Well, you know what? I think he's... How much did Dylan claim him for? 60 grand? 25, 25 grand. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty good return on investment. Oh, yeah. Fifth in the Desert Turf Sprint. Like, that's still pretty good money. Um, yeah, made the, made the claim price back in that one race plus five grand. <laughs> anyway, um, we'll move on to Princess Amelia, another mare in this field by Duramente out of Chrome composer, who's a composer mare. This one's for Glenn Escobar, bred by J.R. Lewis. She was the upset winner of the Pegasus Dash earlier this year, and since then, um, she ran against males again in Saudi and in Dubai. She was fourth in Saudi, third in Dubai, and then she was a very flat sixth in her next race out of that. So then she went in a barrier trial, and she comes in off a win in a sponsored stakes, the Chimborazo Silver Plate. So I I hesitate to discount her, um, but she is kind of wildly all over the board. You don't really know which version of her is going to show up. She obviously has a lot of talent and has run with a lot of these horses in the past and has beaten a 
a couple of them, like Talos and I'm Inevitable. But uh, yeah, we'll see how she does, I guess. I feel like I say that a lot, though. <laughs> we will. Also, Glenn, if you're listening, insure this horse. Come on. $1.5 million horse would suck if she got randomly injured and you don't get to do anything. Come on, man. You're a veteran. Let's go. Okay. Next up is Silent Movie Hero. This is a homebred for Cindy Saunders. He is by Cinematic. I think she owns Cinematic. She did own Cinematic. I remember. This horse is insane. He is. It's true. And uh, he is 24 for 30 lifetime. Just been very quietly amassing this really impressive record. Only has earnings of $1.7 million for uh, 30 starts when you're in turf sprinting. Usually uh, you can get a whole lot more. He has not really been competing with the best of the best of them but obviously his record still reflects that he is an exceptional horse because you don't have that kind of record if you're not the best kind of horse around or one of the best kind of horses around doesn't matter how often you're ducking if you're not good you do not get a record that good so he ran in um so i'm just going to interrupt you yeah so as a two-year-old he ran in the turf dash and was sixth that was Mm -hmm. dirt proven and uh ribbon gold and feather shadows year and all three of them were, were like crazy talented. And then he was fourth in the Stewards Cup turf sprint behind those three again because it was the exact same try in the turf dash in year 54 as it was in the turf sprint in year 55. And then since then, he's kind of just been um, very well campaigned, I would say. Just, you know, looking for a lot of very soft spots. And that's paid off because you have 24 wins out of 30 starts. Yeah, it's that's just excellent handling by Cindy Saunders. Kudos. And even with that fourth place in the in the Stewards Cup a couple of years ago, like you run that race ten times, you're probably gonna get six or seven different results. There's he Yeah, 100%. he's still yeah, he's still really competitive. Uh obviously uh Cindy going a more conservative route, which is totally fine, but don't think she should be scared at all of the competition in here. I think she has a loaded gun. One pattern that I'm seeing here is that she seems to have run him a lot on um, off tracks. Like, he's only run on a firm turf course in his prep for this race. Obviously, I think you and I are of the same opinion that track condition and track preference is really overblown. But that's just an interesting pattern I saw. (laughs) Yeah, agree. Uh, Kingdom Come won the Derby on his not preferred surface. So since then, I was like, who cares about that? But some people are really uh, about that, and honestly, like I respect that. Want to put their horse in every, uh, give their horse every advantage they have to win, even if it's just a minuscule one by like point one. And honestly, those people are the best kinds of players. I think that attention to detail is awesome. Anyway, yes, that's a silent movie here. A really nice horse looking to finally get his signature win. Good luck. And the final horse we have is Talis. Homebred for Laura Smith by Toho Jackal out of a See the Stars mare. Um, I want to say this guy was a champion at some point. Yeah. Champion two-year-old male in South Pacific and champion Asian sprinter last year. Uh, so he's kind of been around uh, for a while, five years old. And he's been hanging with some pretty good company. He was third in this race last year. Uh, just beaten two heads behind Bloody Rose and I Am Inevitable. After he has kind of, his um his what do you call those things? points of call things like the positions at points of call yeah. they're kind of weird because you have four five four two three so yeah oh a little bit strange 
I, I think that was just because I am inevitable and Bloody Rose were all kind of there, so they were really jockeying at that point. But yeah. And then he was third in the turf sprint behind Free From Fear and Protagonist Story, both of which I think are retired now. Um, he went on a five-race losing streak, which obviously isn't ideal, but we have barrier trials now, so we went in that, got his confidence back, and his prep for this race was a three-and-three-quarter win over Mahler, who was fifth in this race last year, but he's not here this year, in the Grade 1 Golden Carnival Stakes. Um, this guy always tries super hard. Um, he has only been off the board once in his entire career, and uh, that race was in the Chimbo the first time that he ran in it, uh, the year 55. So he is, you know, very he's, consistent, very honest horse. He's something. Yeah. Oh, man. Picking a try in this race is so hard. Let's just pick winners, because who cares about the try? I kind of <laughs> care, but okay, you want to just do winners? We'll just do winners. Well, that's all you can bet on, unfortunately, unless... You know, that's true. That's yeah. So, if you want to blame someone for us not doing tries anymore, come on, Sim. We'll do tries. We'll do tries if, um, oh my god, exotic betting would be like just, I'd be so broke. Imagine. (laughs) That'd be so great. Come on. That'd be, uh, there goes my money. Anyway. I would, I would, I would single handedly solve the Sims inflation problem. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, okay. Anyway, um, we'll do tries for like the, like the Derby and stuff like that. The Derby and stuff. This is the arguably the biggest turf sprint race. For though. for okay, let me let me narrow it down. Then the okay. reason why I said that is because uh, Emily runs a contest hmm. for tries. Ah. So like Stewart's Cup and Derby. Technically, I think it's like the desert she does the try for. But like you know, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. We can still do tries if you're that attached. <laughs> You know, I just, we're going to do tries this time because I was thinking way too hard about this, like, in the minute that you were talking about Talos, trying to figure out what my try was going to be. So we're going to do tries because I already put all the mental effort into it. Okay. If, if that sounded I, I put I'm it in sorry. zero effort, so I'm just going to look at these right now and pick them. So you all go right. first. Okay, I like Otto Holland a lot. I think he's uh, exceptional. I think he is going to kind of redeem... Uh, his old stablemate Dirk Proven and and win this race for Pete. Uh, if I had, uh, you know, Otto Holland and Dash, there's two are always together. I think it'll come down to them again. Uh, both of them awesome. I think these two three year olds are gonna rule this race. Uh, and I'm really torn between Juxtapose and Silent Movie Hero, but I think I'm gonna give Juxtapose the nod to finish third. Okay, I don't know. I could you can make a case for like eight of these horses. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, okay, so I am going to pick. Oh my god. Drum roll, please. (laughs) I don't know. I'm gonna go with. No. (laughs) 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 I was gonna say silent movie here, and then I'm like, okay, well, then I'm gonna talk myself down off of him because, like, yeah, he's campaigned well, but at the same time, you do need to be a little bit more battle tested. I would like to see him a little more battle tested against horses in this field before. So, you know, I'm just going to do chaos here. I'm going to pick him to be second. Okay. I'm going to pick Talus to be third. And on top, I am going to go... I'm going to go juxtapose on top, actually. Okay. Yeah, I like it. Chaos. Chaos pick. Chaos. We love that here. Mm-hmm. Well... Anyway, that's 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 what I got for you. Yeah, Wait, that's... Okay, no, but one thing I, before we sign off. The... 
uh, stake schedule for week 13 is like pretty crazy. It a lot really of a uh, lot of Stewart's Cup preps. Like you got the Marvel stakes, so you're gonna have Graduate, who's like one of the top older horse, like points wise, older horses in training right now. Against Spatula, who is like a new Miler face and has been, I think he's undefeated. No, he's not undefeated on on uh, Miling. Just kidding. There's uh, a nice little matchup between Best Revenge and Speechon in the yeah. Long that's Island what Handicap. I was gonna say next. Yeah, Best Revenge, come tomorrow, Metacrisis, and Spechan. Don't forget Wake Merlin. And a Maiden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's cool. That'll be a nice battle. It will. That it will. So yeah, that's the Chimbo, I guess. That is the Chimbo. Oh, and one other race that I wanted to mention for the all-weather people, the Plastics <laughs> Classic is going as well. That's got Franzia in it, and somebody else that's, like, good. Let's go check. Avakus? You know, I appreciate that we do this podcast because it forced me to learn about all weather. So now yeah, I can get it. Yeah, Avakus, Drogon's Dream, Order Restored. So that's cool. It is. Well, good luck to all. May all your horses win. We want nothing more. Make sure you stay safe out there, everybody. Be careful. Yeah, the world's a little scary right now, so take care of yourself. We're going to get through it, though. A little scary, but we're going to make it. Okay. Have a good week, everybody. We will talk to you again later. Bye. Gotta play the hand with Dell. In spite of all we thought we failed.